Welcome to the Larnie Wilson Show, where I help you live the life you want without guilt, fear, or shame. Hello, and welcome back. I am joined here by our special guest, Tori, who is curled up on my lap right now. If you can, if you're watching this, I don't know if you can see him. But I wanted to open this episode with a question that we're going to be talking about today. So if you enjoy being single, why would you even think about dating or going on dates? That is a question that has been on my mind a lot lately. And of course, I want to give my hypnotherapist and subconscious spin on it. So let's dive in. So a couple of weeks ago, if you listened to my podcast, I was talking about being open to dating again. And I don't know which one that is, but if you scroll down, you'll see um, that episode. And ever since then, I've really been thinking about, okay, well, why do I personally find a value in this process of getting on hinge, of going, you know, potentially speaking to people, potentially going on dates, because there's more to it than just, oh, that's a cool thing to do, right? There's always more to our decisions, our actions, our behaviors than just what we see on the surface level. And so the truth is, I am someone who loves being single. Maybe you are also someone who loves being single. And I think life is great as a single person. Obviously, there are annoyances, challenges, as there would be in any situation, but I really love it. I think it's great. I think it really suits me. And I am so, so grateful for the fact that I am completely comfortable with being single. And maybe that is where you are right now. Maybe you're on the same page. But as the more that I've been thinking about what I want out of my life, I realize that I don't want to be making any decisions that are based on fear. I don't want fear to be driving any of the decisions that I'm making in my life. Of course, there's going to be times when like we're going to be nervous about something, we're going to be hesitant, but I don't want that to stop me from exploring something because I feel like, well, I'm I just might get hurt. Don't know what can happen. That doesn't feel like a great reason for me personally. Your mileage may vary, but for me in my life, I don't want fear to be driving that ship. And so when I think about dating, I realize the reason that I wasn't dating is because I didn't want to get hurt. I was afraid. And I think it's really valid. If you have gone through any kind of breakup, any kind of rejection, any kind of situation not working out the way you wanted, then you know that that is painful. And we like to avoid pain. We don't want to potentially bring more pain into our lives. So if you know that by not dating, you're going to not experience pain, then great. Bada bing, bada boom, you are set. And I think for a while that made a lot of sense for me. And I think also sometimes we just need time to just totally take dating off of the schedule, off of the agenda. We just want to focus on other things more fully. And that's also completely valid. You never have to date. Like, let me just be super clear. I'm going to say what I'm going to say, but like ultimately you make the choice that's best for you. But I think what I realized is that I didn't want to continue living a life where I was afraid of something that doesn't have to be scary. Like dating doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to cause you to lose yourself. It doesn't have to limit your freedom. It doesn't have to negatively impact your life. And if I was holding on to that belief that the things I just said, you know, actually were going to happen, that it would be limiting, that it would be overwhelming, that it would be scary. Like that would be me telling myself a story that doesn't need to be true. And we do this all the time, right? We commit to the stories that make us feel good and that make us feel safe. 
This is not a bad thing. This is the way that we evolve. This is the way our brain works. We tell ourselves a story or another language. You could say like, we believe a belief because on a subconscious level, that is what keeps us safe. And so if on a subconscious level, you learned that being in romantic relationships leads to heartbreak, leads to pain, leads to a lack of safety, a lack of freedom, then of course, you are not going to put yourself in situations where you could potentially be in a romantic relationship again. And so I think it's important that we understand that and we have that context for ourselves, not to beat ourselves up about the actions that we have taken because we're always doing our best, right? I think I probably say this all the time. You're always doing the best with the information that you have. That is the best thing that you can do. So with that in mind, I personally decided, okay, well, what if I approach dating not as a scary thing, not as an overwhelming thing, maybe not even as like a potentially very romantic or idealistic thing, What if I just approached it to learn about myself? What if I approached dating from this perspective of gathering more information about who I am and what I prefer and the kind of life that I want to live? And this is what I think is useful for all of us to consider. For those of us who are on the fence about dating or maybe haven't wanted to date, I'm going to invite you to consider this. Dating is not really about the other person. Like, okay, it's about the other person a little bit, like 25%, we can say. But so much of it, and that's an arbitrary number I picked, a small arbitrary number, but so much of it is about ourselves. And I think the reason why so many of us choose not to date is that we're really afraid of facing what will come up inside of ourselves when we are in that new, unfamiliar, romantic situation. Because at the end of the day, someone's behavior can only impact us. Like, okay, barring things like actual physical abuse, things of that nature. Like, obviously, there are some limitations to what I'm about to say. But someone's behavior, let's say it's like, you know, a a normal-ish situation. There's no sort of abuse. There's no sort of extreme things going on. Someone else's behavior can only impact us as much as we let it. Like, think about it. If you were at the grocery store and the cashier person was in a bad mood, like, you could choose to let that impact you or not. And it's even like with friends. You know what? Your friend could be having a really difficult time and be going through a lot, but you can be supportive of that friend and not let that also make you feel overwhelmed or pessimistic or, you know, worn out, things like that. And so if we take a step back and realize that we actually are able to choose, and this requires boundaries, but we're able to choose how much a certain situation impacts our life, how much we allow someone to connect or not connect with us, like these are all things that are in our control. These are all things that we can identify as little experiments almost to say, okay, what if I go in to this situation and I'm open to a connection, but I also realize that this other person has their own thing going on. I'm going to be able to observe what who they are and like connect with that and also give myself time to check in and see, well, how am I feeling about this? What is the impact that this person is having on me? And is this something that I want to keep exploring? 
I think often there's so much of a rush when it comes to dating and there's so much pressure and there's so much like this comes from everywhere, right? It comes from our parents. It comes from our friends. It comes from our siblings. It comes from like the media, whatever. Like I think often we're taught to date in a very specific way that then leads us to disregard our own intuition, to disregard our own self-understanding, to disregard maybe our own boundaries, because we think we need to keep up with dating in a certain way. But you don't have to date in any specific way. You don't have to date the way that your mom thinks you should date, or your sister thinks you should date, or your cousin thinks you should date, or your best friend thinks you should date. Like You can date for yourself. And I personally find it really empowering to consider that we can go into a date situation with the intention of learning about ourselves on a deeper level. Because when someone says something and we hear that, what we're responding to is something that's happening inside of ourselves. We're not often responding just to that person. You know, like I'm sure you've been in a situation where someone has said something and it kind of shook something inside of you. It struck a chord, but the chord that was being struck wasn't necessarily what they said. It was the association that you made to something that has already happened to you, to an experience that really impacted you. And of course, you may not want to be around someone who strikes those chords all the time, but maybe those are certain chords that you realize are from a past wounding, are from a past disappointment. And by understanding what that is on a deeper level, you can say, okay, this person doesn't realize what it is that I'm responding to. They're not in my head. They don't understand what like my processing of this is. And so their intention is not to make me feel this way, but my experience is then causing me to feel this way. And like I said, that may be something you want to explore further, or it might not be, but ultimately you get to choose. And I think that these different experiences that we get to have when we open ourselves up to meeting people, to connecting with people, to learning about other people are so enriching. And as I'm going through this process myself, what I am choosing is to go into every situation with curiosity because I am definitely someone who has wanted to latch on to the first person that like blinked twice in my direction and say, okay, this is the love of my life. This is the person I'm meant to be with. Let me just toss my whole life out the window and be absorbed by this relationship. And that my friend obviously is not healthy. I'm working on it. But because I realize that about myself, as I am considering dating now, As someone who I think I have more self-understanding and self-awareness and self-compassion than I did two, three, four, five years ago, we all grow, right? We all learn. We all get to see ourselves more and more as we go through these experiences. But now I'm like, okay, what if I went in with curiosity? And I think that curiosity is so powerful because if you think about really anything that you could learn, curiosity is a foundational pillar of that learning experience. It doesn't matter if you want to learn about ancient Egypt or biochemistry or modern art or whatever. Like one of the first things that you need in order to successfully go into that learning environment and make the most out of it is curiosity. And I think that all too often we lose the curiosity in the dating process because we want to know the answer. We want to know, is this my person or not? Am I wasting my time or not? Are they going to be what I need or not? Like we are so 
bent on finding some sort of clear, decisive answer, even like before the first date, that we lose all of our curiosity. And as a result, we lose our opportunity to actually learn something from that situation. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I recently had an experience. So I am currently considering dating. I'm open to dating. Let's say it that way. And I had someone reach out on the apps and on Hinge specifically, maybe this is also on other apps, but on Hinge specifically, there is a option where you can like a little answer that you can have people fill in. And it says, instead of going for drinks on our first date, let's, and you get to select three different things. Like you could write in whatever. So mine is like, take a walk, visit a museum, picnic in the cemetery. Picnicking in the cemetery is like a very Pittsburgh thing, I think as well. Um, But so I had someone respond to that, like, like that. And then he literally asked, like, how about this for this weekend? And I was like, wow, I didn't know that I was going to respond so well to that direct invitation, but I did. Like, it made it so easy for me to say, oh, okay, great. And I was talking to my sister about this and she was like, look, he's probably not going to be the love of your life, but he did just show you something that you value in the person who will be. And I thought that was such a good way to look at it. And it really reinforced this it this intention of curiosity that I want to hold. Like, I didn't realize that I wanted someone to come to me with a specific plan and an invitation to do that. But now that I know, I'm like, oh, this is something so interesting that I now realize about myself. And that means that later on down the line, if I were to be in a relationship with someone, that's something that I could communicate to them. And I could say, hey, it really works for me when you suggest a specific day and time for us to do something. That makes it super easy. And if there's someone who can like do that, then great. And you know what? That knowledge is even useful outside of the dating sphere. Like if you're trying to meet up with friends and they're like, well, where do you want to go? And I realize like it's better if I have options, then that's something I could say. I could be like, hey, why don't we like, what are your top two things that you want to do? Because that'll help me make a decision easier. You know, like there's so many benefits to that one little nugget of information that I received from someone who at the time of this recording, I haven't even met yet. But simply by being open to what I can learn about myself, I already feel like this whole open to dating thing has been so worthwhile. So I want to encourage you to take some curiosity with you. Maybe it's not dating that you're interested in. Maybe it is another kind of relationship, or maybe it's some sort of studies. Maybe it's some other thing in your life. But I wonder what would happen if you opened yourself up to that thing, to that experience with curiosity. I wonder if you'd be more open. I wonder if you would learn more about yourself or what feels good to you. I wonder if you would have a different kind of relationship with that particular experience or person or dynamic. Because I think when we allow ourselves to be curious, we also are then more present. And one of the things that I know, myself included, but many people struggle so much with, especially with dating, is future tripping, is getting out of the present moment. And they're like already 10 years in the future trying to figure out like how many kids they're going to have and what they're going to name their dog. You know, like that happens so easily. And it doesn't have to be that way. And often I think that future tripping is really unhelpful, at least for me, I found that it is, because it takes me out of what is actually happening. 
and puts me into some like fantasy world that frankly may or may not take place. And so why am I spending my time there and not just in the present? So I'm going to leave it here today, but I'm super curious myself what it is that you are going to be more open to and more curious about, what it is that you are going to just take a different approach to, and how it is that your life and your experiences shift as a result of bringing in that curiosity. As always, thank you so much for being here, friend. I'll talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Larney Wilson Show. If you enjoyed this episode, then go ahead and subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and I will see you back here very soon.